This is the Bartholomew Town Podcast. All right, so continuing our conversation on the Congressional District 2 race in the Democratic primary, Sarah Morgenthau, welcome in. Bill, thanks for having me. So let's start with the most basic of questions. Who are you and why are you running? You know, Bill, I um, my mom ran for this race in, in 1988. I, I like to start with that. I think yeah, family is important. My brother, Ben, and I uh, ran her campaign uh, my mother uh, won the primary and uh, went up in the general and lost to the only other woman uh, who, have, who has ever served in Congress uh, from Rhode Island, Claudia Schneider, some, some folks may remember. Uh, so public service is, is part of who I am. Uh, my mother was an immigrant to this country. Uh, she and her sister were the first to go to college. Uh, she was the only one in her family who learned to drive. Uh, my grandfather and my great-grandfather also uh, served on the uh, national and the global s- stage. And that's what really got me um, uh, pivoted to want to serve my country. Uh, and it's why I went to Washington and served in two administrations. I worked in the Obama administration at the Peace Corps uh, on the global stage, working on food insecurity, uh, something that Rhode Islanders are uh, dealing with. One in six families uh, are living in food insecurity. Uh, working on health security. Uh, this was before Ebola, before the pandemic, uh, and the importance of having doctors and nurses all around the world who could respond to public health crises, uh, something we couldn't have imagined as we're dealing with coming out of the pandemic today. I was uh, there when we had to evacuate the volunteers from Crimea because Russia invaded in 2014. Again, something that we're seeing a parallel uh, today. And then I went over to Homeland Security, where I headed up the private sector office. I was actually the first woman to head up the private sector office and worked on cybersecurity, worked on domestic terrorism, uh, worked closely uh, with the business community. And then uh, in between administrations, I was appointed to a Homeland Security Advisory Board with then-Governor Raimondo, uh, bringing what I had learned in Washington uh, back to this uh, great state uh, to help with uh, uh, cybersecurity, homeland security issues, and then most recently headed up U.S. travel and tourism at the Department of Commerce in the Biden administration, uh, something that's enormously important uh, here in Rhode Island. Uh, in 2019, we saw $7 billion coming in for tourism. It's important to all of our great small businesses across the state. Uh, it's important uh, for so many uh, uh, to, to make sure that uh, we Uh, Keep that up. It's an important economic driver and and a driver of really important jobs. Yeah, no question about it. Um, So let's get into, there's a number of, obviously, we could sit here for five, six hours and go through any number of issues that pertain to Congress specifically or the ambassadorship that a congressperson provides between a a state and or district and the federal government. But let's start with, you know, right now, obviously, there's a lot of stress and I think that's the right word around a woman's right to choose. And, you know, with that, the complexion of a Congress, if in fact a Republican majority is there after January of next year, what, what can you do if you're elected? What's, what's step one in terms of ensuring the, the fundamental protection of, of a woman's right to choose? 
Well, Bill, I'll tell you a, a couple of things. Um, I mean, first of all, to answer your question directly, and I, I think that's important, federal legislation. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, Rhode Island has codified Roe v. Wade, uh, and that's a good thing. Uh, it, you know, you never know whether that's going to change. And, of course, uh, state from state, you know, across the country, uh, th- that could change. Uh, look, the, the overturning of Roe v. Wade, the Dobbs decision, uh, was something that n- many of us could never have imagined. You know, these were rights that we have had for uh, almost 50 years. And the fact that, uh, you know, the right to choose uh, was ripped away from, from women, I think all of us will remember where we were on that day when that decision happened. Uh, but it's also why, uh, Bill, I am really driving the message that it's time to send the first Democratic woman to Congress from Rhode Island. We have never had a Democratic woman in Congress full stop. We haven't had a woman in this seat in over 30 years. And I'm not just saying send me to Congress because I'm a woman, but I'm a pretty darn experienced woman. I have worked (laughs) in two administrations on issues that are enormously important to our great state. And I think anybody that knows me knows that I am going to go to Washington and fight like heck to bring back resources for our communities, for our children, for our grandchildren, for folks that are here and have been hurting coming out of the pandemic, out of these really, really difficult times. I have three children myself. Uh, My parents, uh, I dealt also with straddling like so many women uh, here in Rhode Island with elder care, with raising children, with working. We have a strong uh, cadre of incredibly strong women here in Rhode Island. We need to send one to Washington. What about uh, in terms of right now, obviously, people are concerned about a potential recession. There's mixed emotion, if you will. There's mixed analysis of that on both sides. Of There will certainly be a recession, perhaps, where things are leveling off. But one thing that's for sure is inflation is, is in, at an exponential rate right now. Um, People are concerned about that. People are concerned about commodities, gas prices, food, whatever it may be. How do you attack that problem specifically? No, absolutely. And 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 look, this seat, uh, the, the second congressional seat, the Democrats could lose this seat. Uh, this moved from a lean Democratic to a toss-up seat, which means that if we don't go out, Democrats, independents, please, and exercise our vote, we could lose the majority in Congress uh, in, in, uh, in November. And that's, again, why I think it's important uh, to make sure that I'm elected on the Democratic side. I believe that I draw the biggest contrast uh, to uh, Alan Fung, who's, who's on the other side of this. And that's important. Uh, we need to have an experienced woman. We need to have somebody who is able to get things done in Washington uh, on day one because we could lose the majority. And that means that it will be even more difficult um, for folks here in Rhode Island. And absolutely, everything is too damn expensive. We have been dealing with inflation. Gas prices are coming down a little, but they're not down uh, uh, far enough. We have significant supply chain issues. That's hurting our small businesses because they can't get the goods and services that they need. It's hurting small businesses and big businesses, I should say. Um, We have workforce shortage issues. We don't have enough workers um, to to make our businesses and our economy hum in the way that that we need to. Uh, so so we've got we've got a lot of issues, and and we need somebody uh, who has the relationships, has the experience working in Washington that can deliver on day one. The other thing I'd like to say too, Bill, is that 
Uh, uh, Congressman Lanchvin has served in this seat for 22 years. He has uh, quite a lot of seniority. We're losing seniority uh, with him leaving. We only have two Congress people uh, in, in Washington. I'd like it to be a Congresswoman, but we need somebody who's able to get things done on day one. We don't have a day to wait, waste. And I think I'm the person that can do that. And you're arguing that based on your connections, your experience, so on and so forth. You've got the network that's that exceeds, let's say, Treasure Magaziner or a Joy Fox or a David Siegel or an Omar Ba or an Alan Fung. You've got the, the most robust network where you could implement change from day one. I do. I, I've worked on federal policies across, you know, across uh, uh, many different agencies from uh, food insecurity to health security to cybersecurity, something that uh, Congressman Langevin has really led on. I've worked significantly on that issue. To domestic terrorism, something that we are dealing with today with the events in, in Nivaldi and Buffalo and uh, you know all over this country and the importance of making sure that law enforcement gets what they need, but also we need whole of community response. We have significant mental health issues. We need to, let, we need to make sure that they are funded, that our community organizations are funded means faith-based organizations, that means social service organizations, that means our schools, that means mental health, so that we have eyes and ears on the ground for our young ones who are uh, in danger of being radicalized and doing some of these horrific things. And then most recently, I headed up uh, travel and tourism for the, for the United States. I drove the new National Travel and Tourism Strategy mm-hmm. that was just uh, announced several weeks ago. Again, something enormously important uh, to to our to our state here, or seven billion dollars going into the economy, I was excited to see that uh, Rhode Island has just um, passed uh, some significant uh, 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 tourism legislation. I think that's really important. And one of the things that I would do is stay local, stay accessible. I know what these issues are, but then, for example, on this, let's go to EDA and get some federal grants, right, to operationalize, to implement, to make even more robust the state coordination that's going on in tourism. Uh, For our small uh, businesses, uh, they can go um, and and access SBA, Small Business Association um, Administration grants, which can uh, allow our small, great uh, tourism uh, destinations to be marketed to international travelers so that international travelers want to come and spend money in our economy, which creates jobs. Going back to gas prices and, and commodities and just the issue of the economy as a whole, I understand that one congressperson isn't going to be able to go in and, you know, no matter what they say, you know, they're not going to be able to make a an, an single day single person change to the direction our economy is going. But what would you do? What does day one look like? What are are the policies you'd advocate for in terms of let's just keep it on on oil? Where where do you see that going? How How do we navigate this? We saw President Biden in Saudi Arabia, fist bump diplomacy, if you will. There's a lot of human rights questions there as well. I mean, how do you navigate that bridging both the need for lowering gas prices or specifically oil prices with also maintaining both a level of human rights um, equity and also without damaging the environment. No, Bill, and, and the way you started this is really important. And what I like to, to, and I think the voters in Rhode Island know, is that I'm authentic and I'm straightforward and I'm a problem solver, which is I'm not here to spew off a lot of political rhetoric that I can do everything, that I can go to Washington. And anybody that tells you that they can do that 
is lying to you. And I'm not going to ever lie to the folks here um, in, in Rhode Island. Uh, we have a lot of difficult issues, but issues that I've dealt with uh, throughout my career, which is there are competing interests, right? Which is there are short-term solutions, there are medium, and there are long-term. I think it's enormously important that even if we make short-term uh, uh, legislation solutions, that we make sure we never keep our eyes off of, of the long-term, right? Which is that you know we want to invest in our blue and our green economies. We want to make ourselves more sustainable. We want to, uh, to drive towards zero uh, emissions. And so we need to make sure that, that we're doing that. But at the same time, we may have to make uh, some difficult decisions too where we give some short-term relief. And, and I believe that we need to be able to talk that out the issues that I have worked on uh, in Washington have often been devoid of partisan politics. They've been difficult ones, you know, putting together um, health, public-private partnerships, thinking about travel and tourism. You know, how do you open up and drive money into the economy, create good-paying jobs for folks, but at the same time deal with the pandemic, the, the health issues, the risks of that, right? Um, and I think that it's important to have somebody in Congress who really understands that there are often competing interests all the time. And if tell, and someone tells you that they're going to go to Washington and they're going to solve it all, they're wrong. Mm. So I say again, short term, medium, long term, let's put it all on the table uh, and then and then figure it out. And to get specific with you, I think uh, supply chain is really important. We have semiconductor uh, 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 chips legislation right now that needs to get passed. That's really important um, for for uh, so many things. You know, as we're coming out of the pandemic, you know, everything is requiring chips, and we need to be able to produce it here in the United States of America. We need to do that soon before uh, other countries uh, grab that opportunity. Uh, we need to work on workforce uh, issues. Um, you know, that may mean passing comprehensive immigration reform. I feel cautiously optimistic, having worked on some of the issues that I do, that this is important to all uh, businesses to make sure uh, that we have uh, the, the workers that we need um, to keep our uh, economy humming. Um, so, so there are a lot of things, uh, and I look forward uh, to serving uh, people uh, in Rhode Island and, and really getting things done. One thing that um, Joy Fox was on with, with our friends over at WPR, actually, pardon me, she was on uh, WJR and turned to 10 on the um, 10 News Conference over the weekend. She brought up that she has strong ties to the district, and that was something that was extremely essential to this office. You know, there's been questions about your residency. There's been questions about your ties to the state, the district, so on and so forth. What's, what's your response to that? And, you know, do you feel like you're an authentic Rhode Islander and an authentic uh, ambassador for Congressional District 2? Absolutely. I, you know, my, my relationship to this state has been 40 years deep. My mother ran for this seat in 1988. My, my brother and I ran her campaign I got married in, in our backyard. We got our marriage certificate uh, down the road at the town hall in, in, in Wickford in North Kingstown. Uh, but, you know, as I mentioned, you know, I went to Washington uh, to, to serve our country um, and to work on important issues um, that folks here in Rhode Island uh, care about and, and know that, you know, I'm going to fight like heck um, to make sure that, that we get what we need. I have been going all across the state from community to community to town to town. And I think that folks here want somebody who can really get things done. 
there's a sense of you know real noise and divisiveness in Washington, um, sort of juxtaposed with we're coming out of this really hard time in this pandemic. You know, people are hurting. People have lost loved ones. People have lost jobs. Things are changing at such an exponential rate. And I think there's a sense that we need fresh perspective. Uh, I'm not a career politician. And if we're looking for the person who has spent the most number of days in the district, then maybe I'm not your person. But if we're looking for the person who's going to go to Washington and is going to fight like heck for our children, for our grandchildren, and for our communities, I'm the person that's going to do that. What do you think the most specific not not in terms of something that every American's facing right now, or even necessarily every Rhode Islander's facing right now. What's the most pressing challenge in, in Congressional District 2? Oh, gosh. I mean, I think that, you know, people want to make sure that, that our, our communities are strong, that we have uh, opportunities for our children, for our grandchildren. I think that we want to make sure that our businesses have what they, you know, what they need, uh, we need to have access to good education. We need to have access uh, to good health care. Uh, we need affordable housing. Uh, you know, something, you know, we have uh, great tourism opportunities, which is incredibly important, but we need to make sure that the folks that are here year-round uh, have what they need. And, and the other, two is that, you know, uh, we have been a leader in Rhode Island um, on the environment, on climate issues. Uh, you know, we had the first uh, wind farm uh, in the Narragansett Bay in the entire United States of America. We need to continue to invest in our blue and our green economies. We have great research institutions. We have great resources uh, with URI and, and Brown and um, CCRI and, and uh, Rhode Island College. Um, that we can invest uh, in this, and we need and we need to keep doing that. Um, climate and environment, rising sea levels um, are enormously important uh, to our state, and it will be a priority of mine. So the blue economy is something that you would find as a, as a way to send funds back to Rhode Island, and you know, obviously that's a super sector that can be anything from the wind turbines in Block Island Sound to you know, Smart Bay to tourism itself, whatever, under the Naval Underwater War College, whatever it is. Th- these are all things that you would see as a primary place to direct federal funds. Yeah, absolutely, Bill. And and I, I like how you're couching this. I think that it's important to understand what the role is of your congresswoman. And I think that there are some that are running that may not actually get that, which is that I'm going to stay accessible. I want to know exactly what our issues are in our communities. And, and I hear those every day, you know, as I go from town to town to community to community. And as you know well, everybody's issues are not the same across the state. It's what makes us so wonderful um, is, is the diversity um, of, of our communities. Uh, but my job as your congresswoman is to do exactly that, is, is to go to Washington, to fight like hell, and to make sure that we get the grants that we need. And also, we only have two Congress people in Washington, and we want to make sure that the country, the world, knows how great we are. And I believe that I can be a champion for that. Sarah Morgenthau, a Democrat running for Congress in, uh, well, what is it? Today we're recording this on July 19th, so early voting is like a month away, and the primary is less than two months away. Do you feel good? Do you feel like, I mean, polling numbers aside, polling is... Polling numbers are a snapshot of a given moment. You know, you're certainly nowhere near in any poll the front runner, Seth Magaziner. Of course, there are a lot of undecideds. Do you feel good about your campaign in in this moment? 
I feel really good about it. You know, this is a campaign that, like, uh, everything that I've done, that, like, everything so many hardworking individuals uh, in Rhode Island have done, I've built it from the ground up. We have a – we've got the money to compete. Uh, we have a fantastic team. And, you know, I was in Cranston the other night, and it was um, – I got a lot of, of welcoming um, uh, folks who are really excited about what I can bring. I think when people – here, uh, the experience that I've had in Washington, the sense of urgency and the fight that I have to, to bring things back for folks here, there's a lot of excitement. Uh, so I go from town to town um, and talk to, to folks all over, all over the state, and I believe uh, that um, they're pretty excited about my candidacy.